This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, let's talk about electric cars, shall we? Because it certainly is a hot topic today. It's because a new survey by BC Hydro has found that commuting in an electric car in the Metro Vancouver area is cheaper than ever. Driving around 20 kilometers a day in a Honda Civic, that's the top-selling sedan in Canada, would cost six times more than doing the same commute in a Nissan Leaf, which is the top-selling electric car. So on the John McComb show this morning, BC Hydro spokesperson uh, Maura Scott explained the cost savings of switching to an electric vehicle. She calls them like EV. We took a close look at the cost to commute and popular gas-powered models um, and found that making the switch to an EV can offer significant savings. And basically the reason behind this is because um, the fuel cost in an EV is around the equivalent of about $0.25 cents a litre, so it's about 80% less than what gas prices are right now. So if you were to commute about 20 kilometres a day in a Nissan Leaf, that would actually only cost you about $2 a week, which is pretty interesting because it's less than you know the typical cup of coffee for a British Columbian. And then when you look at, at you know, a further distance, so um, someone commuting from Surrey to downtown Vancouver, which is about an 80 kilometer round trip a day. Um, if you look at it over the course of a year, the savings add up really quickly. So a Honda Civic is going to cost you about $1,800 more. Toyota RAV4 will cost you about $2,100 more. And then if you were in a bigger vehicle like a Ford F-150, you're looking at about $3,400 more a year. That's some pretty big savings, right? That's more with Scott from BC Hydro. It's no surprise then that many people are thinking that, you know what, in the next couple of years, they would like to take the plunge and switch to an electric vehicle. Is this a good time to do it? What do we need to know? That's what we're going to talk about with Neil McEachran, who's the program manager of Plugin BC, provides supports to people and groups looking to transition to electric vehicles. Neil, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Are you guys pretty busy these days? Like, are lots of people asking about this? Uh, so certainly, we're seeing more interest than we have historically, yes. Uh, I mean, that's due in no small part to the additional incentives that have been introduced by the federal government. But also, I think a big part of that is the price of gas. Uh, people are sick of paying a dollar seventy a liter and are looking for a more cost-effective and more environmentally friendly alternative. So what do people need to know before they take that plunge? Well, uh, a very important thing to uh, make sure you've got lined up is just how you're going to be charging the vehicle. Uh, What you need is really going to depend on how far you commute and how much you use your vehicle. So if, for example, you are doing that uh, 20-kilometer-a-day commute, really uh, a standard 110-volt plug, like, uh, you know, what you plug your cell phone or your computer into is going to be more than adequate to meet your needs. But if you are doing uh, a longer commute, if you're coming in from, say, you know, Chilliwack, for example, you're probably going to want uh, what they call level two charging, which uses uh, the same power level as like a stove or a dryer. Um, and that'll give you kind of 35 kilometers of uh, range per hour of charging. And that'll be able to you need then. Right. Is that, do you think, still the holdup for a lot of people is the length of time it takes to charge? Uh, I think that's a big part of it. And I think uh, additionally, people just aren't really accustomed to the idea of uh, not having to go to a gas station. Uh, they they often, I think, consider an EV but are afraid that they won't be able to charge it somewhere. And uh, it hasn't really sunk in until they've had one for a while that, oh, it's more like a cell phone. You plug it in when you get home at the end of the day and it's fresh and good to go in the morning. 
Right. What about the cost of maintenance? Though? I've had a lot of questions about that today as well. It's like, okay, sure, but what about the cost of the battery and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's uh, certainly a good question. Uh, I think what we've seen borne out so far from various studies that have been done by fleets that are running electric vehicles is that the operating costs have, to this point, borne out to be substantially lower because you don't need to do oil changes. Uh, you have far fewer moving parts. You don't have, uh, you know, a, an alternator, for example. You don't have, uh, you know, tappets and dual overhead cam and all these extra pieces that you need uh, to maintain in a combustion engine vehicle. You've got a very kind of simple motor and a battery. And uh, yes, the, the battery is certainly something that uh, that does have a large cost attached to it. But the de- battery degradation that we've seen over time in uh, you know, things like Teslas and, and other vehicles that have um, longer range batteries and uh, more advanced kind of battery conditioning systems is that you see a little bit of range loss in the first couple of years and then it kind of flatlines out and there's very little degradation after kind of the first year or so. And what about ever like cars needing a new battery? When does that happen? Uh, so for most vehicles, they, they haven't had that requirement yet. Um, you know, certainly if there's kind of a quality control issue or something, uh, just like in a regular vehicle, um, these will be replaced under warranty. But uh, we aren't seeing the kind of substantial failures that uh, that people might associate with kind of a cell phone battery. And that's because in an electric car, the battery has systems to keep it at a, an even temperature, to keep it from being overcharged, and uh, to keep it running a long time. Right. I, I feel like people have been saying that ever since, right? We started using cars that had these big batteries in them. They've been saying, oh, but what about when you got to switch that battery out? I mean, I had uh, a hybrid for almost eight years and it, we never had a battery problem. So do you feel sometimes that might be a little bit overblown? Uh, I think so. And I think, you know, the the very first iterations of electric vehicles, uh, they didn't have as advanced systems to manage the batteries and and that may have led to some premature failures, but in terms of the later generation of vehicles, what we've seen in the last couple of years, it hasn't seemed to have been a problem at all. Okay, and what about programs to buy them? Like right now, are there a lot of incentives to do this as well? Certainly, it's a really great time to get into an electric vehicle. Uh, there are incentives not only from the, the federal government. We've got a, you know, a $5,000 federal incentive. There's also a $5,000 provincial incentive, and those can be stacked, taking $10,000 off the sticker price of the car. And in addition to that, uh, there's also a program that's being run um, through a, a group of partners that's offering free charging stations for people's homes. And, uh, you know, by the time you factor in all of those things, you can have uh, substantial savings that really make it um, cost comparable to a combustion engine vehicle, but with those incredibly lower um, operating costs once you buy it. Right. How long do those are, are those incentives going to last for? Well, that's uh, that's a good question. Uh, the provincial incentive originally for $5,000 ran out yesterday, but has been topped up with another $10 million, and that will continue to be assessed by the provincial government as we go along. But historically, they have been uh, very committed to, to renewing it and making sure that it is there for people who are relying on it to be able to afford one. And uh, the, the federal $5,000, uh, well, that one's a new one, but uh, the federal government does seem committed to uh, maintaining it for at least some time. Okay. Now, Neil, I was thinking that, you know what, I like my next car, I definitely want it to be an electric vehicle, but aren't there a whole bunch of new models coming out in the next couple of years? 
yeah, certainly that's uh, something we're seeing a lot. And I think one of the reasons we've had such an uptick in interest is we've seen so many new cars come on the market this year. And, uh, and of course, we'll continue to see more coming in the next couple of years. And uh, I guess you know, people who are considering buying now versus waiting, uh, there's the certainty of having the incentives now that may not be there down the road. So there, ah. there's the, the opportunity to strike while the iron is hot if you get one now. But, uh, you know, if, if people are a little bit more cautious, uh, there, there, of course, are going to be more and more coming on the market with, uh, you know, different properties and, um, you know, different styles that might meet different lifestyles needs. But, uh, again, there is that kind of, are we going to have the incentives then? So maybe it's worth getting one now. So I'm looking at a whole bunch of them right now. And so it looks like the average price is about $45,000. So you're saying that with all these incentives, it's more like $35,000. That's correct. Well, why wouldn't somebody say yes to that? <laughs> well, again, I think it's just, you know, uh, that uncertainty. People are not as familiar with it. But I think once people get behind the wheel of it, uh, they realize uh, not only does it not feel that different to drive, uh, the things that do make it different actually make it more fun to drive because you do have that kind of instant pickup, that, that real peppiness of the electric motor as well as uh, just the, the very smooth and quiet operation that uh, you know allows you to hear your sound system better. Yeah, I guess so. All right. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Listen, Neil, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you for having me. That is Neil McEachran, who's the program manager of Plugin BC. Uh, that's a group that provides supports to people and groups who are looking to transition to electric vehicles. Now, many people have written me since we started talking about this this morning. And the big thing they've been saying is, all oh, the price, still too expensive. Well, from what Neil just said there, take that list price that you're looking at and take $10,000 off of it because that's how much of an incentive the different levels of government are providing right now to get people into electric vehicles. And in the next year or so, you're going to see quite a few new models come on the market that are actually cheaper than what we are seeing right now because more and more of these uh, automakers are turning to electric vehicles. In fact, there's a, just like you wouldn't believe how many in the next two model years that are going to, whether it's Ford, Hyundai, Kia, like you name it, they're all coming out with these.